Hi, this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast, and this is Effort 2. Victory 2 is Lesson 28. Victory 2. The, the first lesson that I did on victory was about change. And, I, you know, I was talking about change and how it, how it worked. And I went through the lesson and talked about change. I talked about why we don't change and why we do change. I talked about the reasons we don't want to change. And I talked about why sometimes we, we avoid change. We say we want to do. We go to recovery meetings because the family wants us to go, not because we're convinced we need to go. That hurts our ch- chances of change because we're not really invested. And then I talked a little bit about uh, the fact that recovery and change takes effort. You have to, it's, it's all about how you invest in it, how you do it. And I talked about my, my own journey into AA and through AA and stuff like that. And how it required dedication, it required persistence, it required me doing things I didn't want to do. I used to say you get what you need, not what you want. And a lot of times change is not what you want, it's what you need. And you got to convince yourself of that. So that that's the way the lesson went. And that was the lesson that I had set up when I, when I came to the meeting. But on the way, on the way as it happens with me, I started picking up another line of attack to the thing. And this happens to me a lot, especially when I'm teaching, that I make a plan and then basically the Lord rips up the plan at the last minute. Um, and I'm used to it. That's, that's generally I bring the lesson and I sit at the table before I get called and the lesson morphs right in front of me and I have to change and I have to do it. Well, the, the change this time was about a half hour on the way there, it was like all of a sudden I started thinking of past things where it was hunger and thirst, hunger and thirst, hunger and thirst. And I knew exactly as soon as I picked that up that I knew the direction the Lord wanted me to go. And I was arguing, I just argued and said, oh, if I don't, this is not good. This is not good for Chuck, it's not good for anybody. You know, because I knew what he was driving at. You know, I knew exactly what he was driving at. And it was not, and I said, no, don't forget it. We're not going to do it. Um, but I've learned, I've walked enough with the Lord, and I've done this enough that I knew that I was going to have to, you know, give ground on this and do, do what I thought he wanted me to do. And so I did. I explained the change thing. I opened up and I started the change thing. And then I shifted. And that's what this lesson is about, is the shift. You know, we understand we got to do a lot of stuff. We understand it's hard. We understand we don't want to do it. You know, we understand that we got to take direction. We understand that. That's what we understand. But... I was Pentecostal. I mean, I got sober, I got clean, I got saved, and I stayed sober for most of my sobriety in the church. 
Um, and it would on mostly Pentecostal churches, not radical crazies, silk flag stuff, but you know, good traditional Assembly of God Pentecostal churches. They're a little nuts, but it was it was, you know, I got raised in that, and and I was fortunate to be in churches where they were alive. It was you you felt the spirit move. You know, and I was always sensitive and I was always used in the spirit, so I was pretty much plugged into what was going on. I, the, the hunger and thirst thing went back to, you know, forgive me, but it was, a, it was a prophecy I gave way, way, way back. I mean, it was, a, it was, it was tough, and a prophecy was basically, you know, that, and this is the way I morphed the lesson. I said, you know, I, I had a prophecy, and I, this is not a Pentecostal church. This is like, you know, very staid evangelical type. They're born again, but evangelical church. And I'm, I'm talking about a prophecy. So, I said, oh my God, and you know, and I explained the prophecy. You know, it was basically, if you're not hungry, hungry and thirsty for God, you're sick. You know, it's like if you're hungry and you don't have hunger, you don't have thirst. You go to the doctor and say, hey, I'm not hungry, I'm not thirsty, I just, it's just, you know, I don't want to eat. They say, okay, what's wrong? Are you sick? What's wrong? You know, because a lack of hunger and a lack of thirst is a symptom of illness. And I said, well, it might be the same way in the spirit. If you're not hungry and thirsty for God, the natural state of an alive Christian life is you have a hunger and thirst for God. You have, you know, that, that's the one I got saved. That was, it was, that was, you know, I was famished. I, I found food and I, I, I ate it. You know, I was into the Bible all the time. I was reading every night. You know, I was in church almost every time the door was open. And if the spirit was really moving, I was, I was there at the front. You know, I, I, I ate it up. I just, I just went and I ate it up. I just, I lived to be in church and in the spirit because it was freeing. It was marvelous. It was changing, and I loved it. And in the early days, anybody gets saved, it's like they're hungry for God. Well, life happens, and you're not so hungry for God, and you're not thirsty, and you're not seeking. So that's what the lesson morphed into, you know. And I knew that this is a this is, this is nasty business, especially for normal evangelicals. You start talking about the spirit, they see they give us silk flags and all sorts of craziness, and you know, then you get the politics in, and you get all the stuff in, and it has just a bad reputation. And a lot of times deserved, well-deserved. But I couldn't escape the fact that my experience was a lot of the major changes in my life happened in church and happened at the altar, where I'd come down broken and just knelt at the altar and got up different and acted different and navigated different by the stuff that happened at the altar. So, 
you know, I couldn't escape that from my experience. You know, it's been true in my recovery and stuff like that, that when I, when I find myself getting dull and unthirsty and unhungry, I wander into the pucker brush and I get in trouble. You know, it's, uh, and, and I regress. It's like AA says a little bit, they say, don't drink, go to a meeting, but you gotta be active, you gotta do the stuff. If you stop being active and you stop asking for help, then the illness of alcoholism comes back. You know, in other words, it seeps back in and it starts to do its, do its stuff. So that's basically what I was saying is that, you know, and I'm talking to an evangelical church about a move of the spirit. And I said to myself, I said, oh, this is not gonna work well. This is not gonna work well. They just don't wanna hear this. But I continued on, I soldiered on. And I said, you know, where change really happens is by the spirit. I didn't define it, but I said, and they knew. In other words, if God is there and his presence is working, then change happens. Change is a function and a direct relationship with the, the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit in the service and our own pursuit of that, that presence, that, that thing. In other words, we're reading our Bible, we're praying earnestly, we're praying until our thirst comes back, till our appetite comes back, till we return to the early days like they talked about in Revelation. You know, you left your first love. And that first love was pursuit of God, the, 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 the interest in the movement of the Holy Spirit. You know, so that was the, that's where the left lesson morphed. And it was basically stuck there that that, 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 that was the important thing. The important issue in change and recovery is the act of participation of the spirit in our lives now that was you know and i said you know a lot of times the power of the spirit is in direct relationship to the amount of desire and interest in the whole congregation if everybody's in tune and earnestly seeking if they're in tune and honestly seeking then the spirit does move. Anybody listening to me and they say, I don't understand that, I don't feel that. Well, I'm telling you, it's real, it exists. And when the spirit moves, things change. When, when, it, when people are hungry and they're earnest and they're seeking God and they're together, you know, the spirit will come and will move. If he sought, if you pray, ask for help, you're open to the move of the Spirit. A lot of times churches are not at all open because it's a loss of control. It's a loss of funky things happen. They don't like funky things. They want control over everything. And the one thing you can't do with the Spirit and with God is control things. You gotta gotta let God be God and do what God wants to do. Is there complication? Is there just stuff? Yes, of course there are. 
you know, because the Holy Spirit is not us. It's him. And he thinks different than us. And he has desires that are different than us. And he has the power that we don't have. So, you know, I didn't talk about that. I just simply talked about the fact that the change we're seeking happens if the Spirit is there and we're together and in reasonable accord desiring Him. They're gathered together in one place with one accord. That's Acts. You know, and the Spirit fell. Now, a lot of times, that's not something people want to hear. They want church to be manageable and controlled and, and according to their own taste. Not the way it works with the God. He says how it is. You know, so I didn't go into that, but I did open the door to the fact that, you know, if the Spirit is there and comes in with a breeze of people's desire and hunger for Him, then things change spontaneously. It's not a lifetime of struggling to change. It is a moment at the altar and you get up and all of a sudden the thing is is at at the least muzzled. And at at the most, it's gone. Thing is gone. You walk away and you say, I don't know what happened, but I haven't done that thing or been even had a desire for that thing since that, that particular service when I went forward and the spirit fell on me and I just don't have that anymore. You know, that's what I was talking about, about change. It is the cornerstone of change and it is not a known thing you know churches like regularity and consistency and they're terrified of losing control there's not exactly anointing and control it's mostly people trying to be god so i didn't talk about that i talked about just the the need to realize I'm not thirsty, and I need to be earnest with God of wanting to change that, because if I get the appetite and I get the thirst, I'm going to seek, and when I seek, I'll find. And when I find, the Spirit will move and change me. It's not about changing myself or working the program to change myself. It's about understanding specifically where the change comes from, and a little bit how to how to operate in the spirit you know this is pretty much what this lesson is about is an introduction to change via the holy spirit you know and this is a this is not a simple simple thing it's it's uh it's free but you know i have to be careful i don't have to be careful here i have to be careful in there because you're you're, you're talking about something that's going to create controversy. You know, you can say, seek and find, but you can't say the Holy Spirit. 
you know. So it, it, it brings up like a lot of difficult things. And I'm talking to a, well, if there's anybody listening, I'm talking to an audience of people who are believers, like the faith people, and I'm talking to people who are recovery people, who are at least possibly interested in spiritual things. So, you know, that is victory, too, that there is a whole world of things going on, and that the change you seek is entwined in your hunger for God, your thirst for God. That's that's the thing. And a lot of times if you go to, uh, you know, go to people in recovery, they're just interesting finding a uh, spiritual gadget that can help with their stuff. Unfortunately, there are spiritual gadgets and there are spiritual gadgets. It's not, it's not like everybody thinks that it's a, the spiritual world is not all warm and fuzzy and it's, it's, it's not as simple as that. You know, it's wishful thinking to say that if you seek spiritual things without discernment, you're, you're going to always find something good for you. That's just not the way it works. It's not the way that the spiritual realm works. And that was something I wanted to completely avoid because it'll create all sorts of problems. In a podcast, since nobody listens, you know, it's theoretically safe for me to talk about that. But that would be like Victory 3 or something like that. What I'm saying to particularly believers, church people um, of, of a evangelical bent, the spirit is the moving force for change. And it takes a little bit of understanding of it to understand a little bit about how, how things move in the spirit, what the what that whole spiritual thing is like in a Christian Pentecostal frame. So this is Victory 2, and it's, it, it turns out this is an introduction to the, the change of direction that happened in my, my Victory lesson. This is the sort of intro to my next series of podcasts and blogs and stuff like that. I'm going to be talking about spiritual things. I didn't want to, I talked just about faith and I talked about recovery, but it turns out that I found out that it's, it's crucial to talk about this whole spiritual thing. You know, I thought I could get away without it. Um, but I found that it's not something you can get away with, you know, because spiritual stuff, by de- definition, is something that people in recovery recovery areas are interested in. But the problem with it is, is that there aren't just friendly beasties out there. It's not 
you have to be educated a little bit. At least so that you know, if, if you go, go looking in a lion's den and you're surprised because you got eaten, that's unfortunate, but if you haven't been warned, that's, that's on the people that should inform you. So I want to talk a little bit, and this is all stuff that's going to turn everybody off. Everybody's going to be turned off by this because it brings up a whole bunch of issues. But I'm going to dive in and try to explain it, you know, from the perspective of somebody who got sober and clean in AA and found a lot of help in, in you know, basically Pentecost. And, you know, people in recovery don't understand the words, and I'll try to explain the words. And also, you're probably going to throw rocks at me, but... You know, I don't have the liberty to just gloss over things. So, as best as I can, and as sensitively as I can, I'm going to explain what I understand about the move of the Spirit. And I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe. My basic thing was to stay away from this and, and talk, you know, in a neutral way about things. But it's come to my attention that, uh, you know, especially to friends of mine, they are wandering into places. I honestly don't think they have a clue what they're wandering into. And I have to do it. People aren't going to like it, but I'm going to have to do it. And, um, and you know, since, it's, since nobody's listening to this, I guess I'm okay. But this is, this is what I have to do. And I didn't intend to this. I really, honestly, honest to God, I didn't intend to this. I was just innocently going about doing a lesson like I always do every, every month or two. I was honestly just doing a lesson. And it was a usual mediocre lesson and I clever things and this and that. And I got stopped up short. And, you know, I've been in Pentecost a long time. And I know when it's that direct and that sort of oh god it just sort of happens you know i'm 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 no fool and i've been in pentecost long enough to know that i i had no choices i had no choices i talked to god all the way there and i said lord you know this is not going to go well this is ridiculous i'm not going to do this and i got there and i said this is just falling in so easily, so well. And I'm, I've been in Pentecost a long time. I've been in the Spirit a long time. And the best I could tell was that this was, this was God and that I had to do it. And I did the lesson, and the result was very, very gratifying, very gratifying. The Spirit was moving, and I was moving in it, and... I said, okay, so that's that, okay, I think. And I got very good responses from people. Even new people were sort of amazed. And I said, okay, so it's like, you know, I guess it was the Spirit because it had the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, so that leaves me a, not a lot of choice, not a lot of choice at all. Uh, I have to move on. I'll move on as carefully as I can. But 
I know the direction this is going, and I'm going to be saying things that are going to upset people. I'll try to do it as delicately as possible. I'll try to be as diplomatic as possible. I'll try to be as in the spirit as possible. Try to get Chuck out of the way. Uh, I'll try to be as loving as possible. That's not very easy for me. And um, I'll try to keep the snarkiness down to a minimum, which again is almost impossible for me. So that's it for this one. This is episode 28, Victory 2. And it's in a way, it's like a preview. But so if you don't want to hear about the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm going to try to teach the Holy Spirit, you know, as I would try to teach the Holy Spirit to people in recovery. I'm going to talk recovery, but I'm going to teach about the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's not going to be easy. I'm trying, I was trying to be sort of undercover. Uh, this isn't going to be undercover. This is going to be, you know, like I say, nobody listens, so it doesn't make any difference. But, you know, if they listen, you know, you're going to hear some stuff you never heard before. You know, and you're certainly going to hear some stuff you never heard in AA. So if you're still, you're still with me and you haven't burned things, then the next lesson will be probably victory three. And I want to, I'll, I'll morph over to basically being out in the open and talking about the Holy Spirit and a Jesus thing and the whole thing. But like I said, I don't think I got a lot of choices. So um, you're safe as long as you don't listen. That's it. This is Chuck at Last Recovery Podcast, Junction of Faith and Recovery. And don't drink, go to a meeting and praise the Lord. Bye-bye. Mm,